This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. I'm refreshing and anointing my people. I'm restoring the fortunes of my church. I am preparing a people to finish their course and to run their race, to reap a harvest, to manifest my spirit and my power in these last days. So let everyone whose heart is willing, let them approach me. Let them run hard after me. Let them wait upon me and they shall receive a fresh anointing my glory shall be seen and my power shall be demonstrated my house shall be filled filled with the redeemed filled with the glory filled with the power filled with the healing filled with the moving of the spirit of the living God for the kingdom of God is not just in word but it is in power in demonstration of the Holy Ghost and I'm restoring all things So let those whose heart is hungry stir yourself and seek my face and you shall surely be in the forefront of what I desire to do in this hour. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, our heart responds. We will seek your face, O God. Your face we will seek. Your face we will seek. Oh, you are our desire, O God. You are our desire. We hunger. We thirst. We long for you, O God. For all that you desire to do in us and through us. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Well, glory to you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, we stir ourselves up, Lord. Oh, we hunger and thirst for the living God. Oh, we bless you. We bless you. We bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to the Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God's been speaking to me about the roaring 20s. Remember a hundred years ago, they were coming out of a war, coming out of a pandemic. And then, you know, the 20s, and if you're familiar with, you know, the history, the terminology they used with the roaring 20s. Because, you know, uh, you know, in the world, they threw off all restraint. After the war, after the pandemic, I mean, man, it was party time. Come on, roaring 20s. But God says there's going to be a different roaring 20s. They're going to be side by side. There's going to be the roaring, you know, the Bible says that, that the devil goes about as a lion. So they're going to, there's going to be a roaring going on in, in his kingdom. But I'm going to tell you what, the lion of the tribe of Judah, there's going to be a roar that's going forth in these 20s of salvation, of harvest, of the glory of God restored to the church, the gifts of the Spirit, the power of God. Amen. There's going to be a roaring coming forth. I'm going to be talking about that more next month. But listen, let's seek the face of God. Amen. In your prayer closet, in your prayer time, seek the face of God. Seek Him out. I'm telling you, whenever He calls you, it may be in the daytime, it may be at night. Man, I'm telling you what, if it's 4 o'clock in the morning, what difference does it make? He will restore your strength. Amen. Whenever it might be, let's hunger after God. Let's hunger after God. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. You may be seated. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Got you on the run, haven't we, brother? <laughs> Thomas needs help. We need more ushers, don't we, brother? Amen. Hallelujah. We need more help. And help's on the way. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Enjoy all this social distancing while you can because this place is going to fill up. And I'm going to tell you what, you're going to come in 20 minutes late and you ain't going to be able to get in. You're going to have to listen out in the lobby. Don't come whining to me about it. You mark it down. You mark it down. Oh, that's just preacher talk. Well, you believe what you want to. That's what you're going to do anyway, isn't it? But I'm telling you what, I'm, I'm hearing something. I'm getting some inside information. I believe I'm hearing what God wanting to do, not only here in Passion Church, but in this nation. But I'm telling you, right here is where I'm most concerned because this is where God's put me. But you better get ready. You better get ready to flow. Amen. Flow with the Spirit. Go with the Spirit. Amen. I'm telling you. We are a supernatural church. That's what God's, That's who we are. That's what God's called us to be. We can't be anything else. If we are, we, we stop being the reflection of the church that God intends. Amen? Well, all this month we've been talking about God revealed. We started at creation and we're moving all the way forward. And today we're going to talk about the triumphant church. God has been revealed in creation. He's been revealed in His covenant, redemptive names. He's been revealed through His Son, Jesus. And now He is being revealed through His people, the church. Amen? And I want to tell you what. I want to present a, an accurate picture, representation of Jesus and the Father to this generation. Don't you? I absolutely do. That's why we are the triumphant church. You say, well, I don't feel triumphant. Well, you get over your feelings. <laughs> Amen. Turn to 1 John 5. We're going to start there. God wants to, through the church, I believe this with all my heart, He's revealing His kingdom, His power, His love, His salvation. It's through us. It's through you and I. Amen. You say, well, I just feel, I just feel so weak and all that. Well, listen, you need to get in the presence of God. Soak in the presence of God. You won't feel so weak anymore. Amen. Because you will see him as he really is. You will get his plan and his purpose. Listen, I don't want to be a secondhand Christian. Get everything secondhand. Wow, you know, you know that's, that's the way some people are. They, they, they wait when God moves in, they want to react. But you don't get the best blessing that way. Go out and seek God. Go out and meet the next move of God. Go out and meet what God's wanting to do. Let's be the carriers of it. All right. Let me get to my message. Well, that's all right, isn't it? First John 5. I might be just a little stirred up, but that's all right. For everyone born of God. Anybody in here born of God? So... Every one of you born of God, he's about to tell you something. This means you. Everyone born of God overcomes the world. Now, the, the word there, and you probably know this, but let me just remind you, the word there translated world is cosmos. It means the world system. I'm going to tell you something. You know, you guys know me. I'm not political and all that, but I'm going to tell you what. Our, our culture is just, it's whack-a-doodle. I mean, I'm, I'm like... I don't even know all this transgender stuff and all that kind of stuff and you know all of this. I mean, you know, that's the world system though. And you know, when you, you I mean, <clears throat> more than ever, if you live as God intends us to live, you're going to be out of step with this world system. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's more apparent now than it ever has been. You know, you're like, like the salmon when they're going back up river. You know, all the current and everything else, all the, the driftwood and all that's coming down this way, but the salmon's swimming up against it. That's where you are. But he says, everyone born of God. So I'm born of God. So I'm an overcomer. Born of God. Overcomes this world. And this is the, <clears throat> excuse me, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Hallelujah. Faith in what? Faith in God. Faith in Jesus, faith in the power of the Holy Ghost, faith in God's Word, faith in God's plan and God's purpose. But you know, if, you, if you're way off somewhere, I remember, I remember going to a football game. I won't say where it was because different people have different teams. But it was a big stadium, so that could be anywhere. 
But I, we were sitting up high. And, you know, you look down there on the field, man, and players, man, I thought, man, I could take one of them. You know, we were sitting up so high. But, you know, you get down there right down there on the sideline. You go, whoa. There's some big boys down there. Isn't that right? And, you know, here's the problem. You know, and I mentioned this before, but it's true. You know, if we're not, we're not waiting on God, if we're not in the presence of God, everything around us in our culture can seem so big. Oh, there's no solutions. There's no problems. You know, the, the world's going, you know, down the drain. Well, I'm going to tell you what. You know, the devil's going down the drain, but I'm telling you what, the church is not. The church is going up. I'm not going down. I'm going up. I'm going up. I'm going up. Now, I'm not going to talk about the rapture. I mean, right now, I'm moving up. I'm moving up. I'm moving up. Amen. In faith. I'm moving up in love. I'm moving up in anointing. I'm moving up in the power of God. I'm moving up. Where are you going? I hope you're moving up. We're a victorious church over hell and all its power. Notice what Jesus said in Matthew 16. Let me turn over there and read this. I'm going to read it. Notice what he says here in verse 18. He says, after, Jesus, after Peter says, you are the Christ. Remember Jesus said, who do you say I am? He said, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, on that rock, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Listen, we better make sure more than ever before we got the revelation of Jesus Christ in our hearts and in our lives. We better make sure we got it. I want to know secondhand. I want to know hearsay. I want to know for myself. And he said, at the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Talking about the church. So I got news for you. The gates of hell is not going to prevail against us. Devil, the devil does not win. The devil is not winning. He's not winning. He never has won. All he knows is, all he knows is losing. Losing. He's a loser. He was a loser the day he decided that he was bigger than God. And he's been a loser ever since. Amen? And we are the triumphant church, the blood-bought church. And God has given us power and authority over the work of the enemy. And you know what? But here's the thing. You can let the enemy, he can just, you know, like my brother used to say, you know, when we, we went to school years ago, we used to take a bag lunch. Anybody know what a sack lunch? I think maybe they call it sack lunch now. We didn't have all these fancy things, you know, kept stuff cold and all. That's all good. I'm not against that. But, I mean, it was just a paper sack. You know, and there was always somebody. And, you know, in those days, you know, if you didn't, you, didn't, you didn't pass the grade, you weren't promoted. They didn't just promote everybody. Hello. See, that's the world system again. You know, we're just going to give it all out to you. You know, here you go. You know, and here's the thing. that You know, that's the direction we're moving. That's the direction the world system's moving. You know? Because you know what? They would, the world system would rather have you dependent on man than on God. But I'd rather be dependent. It's better to trust in God than to trust in princes. It's better to trust in God than to trust in Washington. It's better to trust in God than to trust in anybody else. Isn't that right? That's where my trust is going to be. That's who make. make provides for me but you know in those days you know there'd always be somebody that'd be a grade or two behind you know you'd be in the third grade and you had somebody that ought to be in the fifth grade well I mean you know he's head and shoulders above everybody else anybody know what I'm talking about you get out on the playground and boy I'm telling you what he was boss because he's so he's bigger than everybody he push you around everything well you know he'd find out what you had in your sack lunch if there's something he wanted he'd take it away and then if you, if, you, if you cried or you said anything, he'd take the bag and pop it in front of you. See, that's the way the devil is. He wants to take your, your lunch and pop your bag. And if you'll just let him, if you'll let him be the bully, he will bully you. But if you'll stand up and say, wait a minute. This is the victory that overcomes the world. You lift up the shield of faith. You take the sword of the Spirit. You run that thing through him a few times, he'll run. By the time we start popping his bag. By the time we start stealing, taking back what he has stolen. Isn't that right? Use it for God. Amen. <clears throat> so we're re- to reveal God's power. Listen, we are to be a supernatural church. Look in 1 Corinthians 4. You think about it. Think about the whole plan of redemption. 
What is, is, can you point to anything that's not supernatural about it? Huh? God prophesied thousands of years before. That was a supernatural, wasn't it? And then when Jesus was born of a virgin, that was supernatural, wasn't it? He lived a sinless, perfect life. That was supernatural, wasn't it? His whole ministry was supernatural. He went about doing good. He was healing the sick. He cast out devils. I'm telling you, he took a little boy's lunch and fed the multitude. His, his ministry was supernatural. His death, his atoning death on the cross was supernatural. He took our sins. He took our sicknesses. His, his resurrection, supernatural, raised by the power of God. His ascension to the heavens and sitting at the right hand of the Father, supernatural. The sending of the Holy Ghost upon his church, supernatural. I, can't, I, I mean, how can we just go through the motions when everything in our whole church history, everything in God's plan is supernatural? He's a supernatural God. Why should we be ashamed of the supernatural? First Corinthians 4. With nothing else, I got you awake, right? Paul is writing to the church. He says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. Woo! I'm going to tell you what. This is what's coming back to the church. We've had a lot of talking, a lot of teaching, a lot of preaching. All that's good. Don't misunderstand me. That's all biblical. But I'm telling you, the, the, it's, the, the time for power is coming. The world wants to... Why does that keep catching on that? The world wants to flaunt, you know, in front of the church and everyone else. And, you know, and the devil wants to tell you, I'm in charge, we're in charge, man's in charge, the devil's in charge. But you know what? It's the one with power who's in charge. Come on. I mean, let's, that, that's just the way it is. It's the one with power that was in charge. You think about all those people in the Gospels that had suffered all those years, whether from sickness or from some other form of demonic oppression, they were in charge for years. But when Jesus showed up with power, anointed by the Holy Ghost, guess what? They weren't in charge anymore. And when the church starts moving back into the supernatural place God has intended for us, the gates of hell will not prevail, and we will see multitudes come in. People see the power of God. God is who He says He is and will do what He says He is. I'm going to tell you what. You won't have to talk them into coming. Wherever Jesus went, you think about it. Read in the Scriptures there. Wherever Jesus went, <clears throat> you know, in those days, of course, you know, uh, they had a few roads that Roman made, you know, paved with stones. But most of the roads, they were dirt roads. And I can imagine, you know, you look over there and say, man, what's that cloud over there? I see a cloud of dust coming up. What is that? Is that a stampede or something? No, that's Jesus. What do you mean that's Jesus? Yeah, that's Jesus and about 10,000 people following him. And about half of those trying to touch him. Come on. Boy, I'm telling you, Jesus didn't have, he didn't have, have, he didn't have to get on the radio. He, nothing wrong with that. Don't misunderstand me. But he didn't have to do all that. You know what? People followed him. What? Because, number one, of who he was, but also, what? He had the power of God. <clears throat> and people knew, if I can get to Jesus, if I can get to that Jesus, if I can get to that anointing, if I can get to that power, you know what? Things are going to be better in my life. And that's what people need to see out there. That's what people need to see in the world. Amen? They're not going to be impressed with our buildings. Come on. That's true. You're not going to out Disney, Disney World. Come on. You know, we're not out to entertain. We're out to see lives changed. We're out to see people who are, who are broken, who are hurting, who are bound, set free. I'm going to tell you what. They'll meet out under a shade tree if you got that. Come on. <clears throat> I remember a friend of mine, Gene Lilly. Anybody remember Brother Gene? He used to come here years ago. Dear friend, uh, most of his ministry out, you know, in the mission field, and that's where we knew him and worked with him a little bit. But, you know, he, he used to tell this story, and, you know, I think it's true. You know, in the church, when we don't have the presence of God, we don't have the power of God working in our lives and as we come together. And listen, if it's not working in our lives when we come together, there's nothing magic about that. 
You know, I've had people tell me, well, I sure, man, <clears throat> I sure wish, you know, we'd do something, you know. I mean, we come to church and just don't seem to be any power there. Well, we might as well just, all we can do is point our fingers at ourselves. Isn't that right? If, if we're not, you know, if we're not walking with God, if we're not in the presence of God, if God's not on us Monday through Saturday, I, nothing magical going to happen when you come through the doors of this building. This is just a building. But Brother Gene, he used to say this. He said, just imagine. You remember Jesus feeding the 5,000? Remember that? One of the stories. And, you know, he had them sit down. One of the, one of the, one of the uh, gospels says he had them sit in groups of hundreds and fifties. Remember that? And just imagine this, you know, he had the apostles, you know, he took the little boy's lunch, he blessed it, you know, it supernaturally multiplied it, we remember that, and he had them pass it out. So could you imagine, he comes here and he says, okay, here's the first row, have some fish and bread. And they've been with him for days, and he comes to the second row, has some fish and bread, comes to the third row, has some fish and bread, come back to the first row, have some fish and bread, third, second row, fish and bread, third row, fish and bread. First row feet. But that's, see, that's what happens in church. We keep feeding the same people. And he said, you know, that first time, you know, that, that you got the fish and the loaves, oh, man, did it taste good. Oh, man, it tastes good. But about the fourth or fifth time I come there, you start noticing how I look or how I'm dressed. Do you see how Peter looked at me? And all the time, see, all these people, they're all starving. But see, that's, that's what happens. See, we, 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 you know, we get fed so much, so much over and over and over again, you know, that, you know, all of a sudden nothing's right anymore. I, I don't like the way to do the worship. I don't like the way the building looks. I, don't, I wish they'd do this. I wish they'd do that. I'm going to tell you what, you ain't hungry. You ain't hungry. You get hungry enough, I'm going to tell you what, you eat that mystery meat, anything else that's put out there. <laughs> you know you know what I mean by mystery meat? Sydney and I have eaten some of that stuff. If you've ever been on Mission Field or some other situations, you know what I'm talking about. You don't, want, you don't know what it is, and you don't want to know what it is. Just say the blessing and let's eat. <laughs> Amen. We're to be ambassadors of the King ambassadors we're salt and light and and more than ever more does the church need to be salt and light oh my gosh i don't want to get on it but i'm telling you what what's going on in our culture i mean i almost don't even know where i'm at anymore you say that's because you're old well maybe (laughs) truth is truth amen i mean truth in jesus day is truth in our day he is the lord god that changes not Amen. amen Right's right, wrong's wrong. Left is left and right is right. Up is up and down is still down, isn't it? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Gravity's still working the same way. I don't know. Everybody talking about things change. Listen, we are to be salt in life. We preserve. We are the preservatives of our culture. While we're here, we're the preservatives. We're the salt. Amen? But if we lose our saltiness, our savor, then, you know, Jesus said, what good are you? We're to be the salt. We're to be the light. We, we, we are shining out the truth of God. And what better way when God is working in my life? When God, when I have a, a right now testimony. See, some Christians, they've got a last year testimony. A last decade testimony. <laughs> we won't go any further than that. But you know what? We need to have a fresh testimony. What what has God done in your life this week? What has God said to you this week? What is God doing in the church this last Sunday? We can all look back to our history of Passion Church and say, Oh, man, listen, don't live in the past. Don't live in the past. You live in the past, I'm going to tell you what, you're going to miss the now. God's got something fresh He wants to do now. So we're his ambassadors. We're to be salt and light. But we can't be salt and light if we don't have something fresh. Something fresh. God doing something new and fresh in us. See, and one of the things, as God's working in us, one of the things as ambassadors is we stand in the gap in prayer. 
That's one of the big callings of the church. Prayer. Now, this is the truth historically. Now, I'm not just talking about passion church. I'm just talking about in general. But if you have a, a healing crusade, packed. If you have a prosperity seminar, you need an overflow room. But if you have a prayer meeting, we can meet over there in, you know, in the Sunday school room. What, what does that say about our priorities? I mean, God, we know this. God wants, to, wants you to be healed. He wants you to have all your needs met. We're not, not against that. But I want to tell you what. You know what? That the church has a responsibility to be something and to do something, not just always receive something. Yes, we need to receive. But you know where you need to primarily be receiving is at home in your own prayer closet with God. And then when you come, you bring something with you. And if we all bring something with us, man, I'm telling you, what a service we will have. Amen? Amen. But you know, if you got 50 people in the bus and two people trying to push it, that's a hard road to hoe right there, buddy. You know? Well, you know, Brother Norris and two or three of them, they'll, they'll get it done in prayer. I know they'll get it done. <laughs> All right, you shot in a minute ago. <laughs> All right, Amen. Ezekiel twenty-two thirty. You know the scripture. He says, "He said, I looked for a man, a person that would stand in the gap for the land." And here's the sad indictment. He said, "I found none." Oof. I sure don't want that to be. Passion Church. I don't want us to be in the none crowd. Amen. I want us to be in the sum crowd. S-U-M, the sum. Amen. Amen. But he said, he, said that he said, so that I would not judge the land. But he said, I didn't find anybody. He said, so I had to, he said, judgment came. We need to stand in the gap in our prayer time, individually and corporately, as we come together as a church. This is part of who we are, <coughs> the triumphant church. Amen. Listen, I don't need to tell you. You all know the, the great promises God's given about prayer. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great mighty things that you know not. Man, I wouldn't mind having, knowing some more of those great mighty things that God knows that I know not. Because I don't know about you, but there, there's a whole lot I know not that I would like to know. <laughs> he said, if two of you will agree as touching anything, they ask in my name. He said, I'll do it. We must not believe that. We must not believe that when it comes time to prayer. Otherwise, people would show up. Well, I got an ox in the... I just bought and I got to go prove them. <clears throat> I remember what Jesus said about the guy. We can come up with excuses. I'm telling you what. But somehow we can make it to the grocery store. Or we can make it to, you know, get our hair done or... Whatever it is, go wash the car. It's my, it, it, the truth. I'm just saying this. All of us are human. It's an excuse is the easiest thing in the world to come up with. We are to reveal the wisdom of God to our generation. The wisdom of God. What's the beginning of wisdom? It is the fear of the Lord. Listen to this. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are, are discerned only through the Spirit. Listen. Too much of the church as a whole, we're walking in our natural reason. You remember Proverbs over there? Everybody knows the Scripture. He said, trust in the Lord with all your... and lean not to your own... But a lot of times we get that in reverse. We trust in our head completely (laughs) and lean not (laughs) to the Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. See, a lot of people can tell you, you know what, you know what's on AP or UP or CNN or Fox or whatever you listen to, tell you all about that. But what is God saying? What is God saying right now? What if I had everybody in here? Right, I want you to write on a piece of paper before we leave today. What's, what's God saying right now? Could you, could you write something? I hope you could. What, what is God saying to you? 
See, because faith comes by what? So if you're not hearing, what's not coming? All right. We reveal the compassion of Christ. We're talking about the triumphant church. We are to reveal the compassion of Christ. Now listen, compassion couples with power gives a demonstration of God's love. Amen? Isn't that right? You know, you ever been to a, a doctor that didn't have the best bedside manner? <laughs> That's a retired nurse talking there. <laughs> Sorry I told on you. <clears throat> I, I, I've had that experience too. You know, it's, you know it, it, man, it's like, what am I, just a slab of meat? I'm just a person with a, with a, with a, with a you know, insurance card? I'm just the next BMW payment? What am I? I come on. Nothing wrong. I, yeah, listen, and I'm not getting on all our the wonder, many, 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 many wonderful professional, health professionals. So I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm over-exaggerated to make a point, and you know that. But, you know, you've been there where, you know, and it was like, man, you know, you almost feel like, boy, I, I'm sorry I came. I mean, I'm sorry I interrupted your golf game or whatever it is. I don't know, but you know, it's they just you know they're just gruff with you and just you know, brusque and in and out. You know, they don't care a hoot about you. You know, I don't know. you know, very confident. Not saying that, but you know, well, see, here's the thing with the church. What did James say over there? He said he's talking about faith. He said if you just say to somebody who's hungry and is destitute, well, in the name of the Lord, go be filled and be satisfied. What have you done for them? In case you can't see, that's a zero. That's not an okay, that's a zero. <laughs> he said, no faith. Why? There's power in faith. When people are hurting and when people are broken, if we have the presence of God, God's anointing on us, if we're walking with God, then you know what? We can be just like Peter. Look, I might not have, you know, all the money uh, that you might need on me right now, but I do have something, and what I have, I'm going to give you, and when you get it, you're going to know it, and you're going to be better because it's Jesus. By our teaching, by our healing, by our good works. Look in Ephesians real quickly. Ephesians chapter 2. <clears throat> Get over there, I'm in Galatians. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. You know this. He said, We are God's handiwork. We are, listen. Passion Church, you are God's handiwork. Amen. You are God's handiwork. Stop criticizing and self-judging God's handiwork. You know, I'm no good. I'll never be no good. I can't do nothing. I, I don't know. I ain't going to church. I ain't, they won't miss me. I mean... You know, it's like going through the Louvre in France, and, you know, you go by all these great masters, you know, the different ones, that Da Vinci and people like, wow, what, what idiot painted that? The Mona Lisa? I don't get it. Michelangelo's sculpture of David? I don't get it. I mean, you walk by some of Michelangelo's, uh, his sculptures, and you're almost waiting for them to start breathing. They look, I mean, it's, 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 it, the, the genius is just absolutely incredible. But listen, think about the genius of God. He has bought you back and redeemed you from death, from hell, from sin, the grave, out of the hand of the enemy. I'm telling you, you are His workmanship. He's moved into you. He's living in you. You're His address. Why dare you say, I'm not such a big deal? It is a big deal. I'm going to tell you what, you talk to those people that are in hell for eternity and ask them if it's a big deal. It's a really big deal. What God has done in you is a big, big deal. It's awesome. Amen. 
Notice what he says here. We are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus. If I'm going to criticize me or my brother, I'm going to have to criticize the Lord. It's like me going back. I'm looking at, you know, I'm looking at Da Vinci's painting there. I'm saying, boy, I'll tell you what, he was an idiot. He needed to go back and get some painting lessons, some art lessons. Come on. Because if I criticize if I criticize his painting like that, wouldn't I be criticizing the mind and the skill that painted it? And if I'm going to look at myself and say, you know what? I, I'm just, I'm a jerk. I'm just no good. I'm just, I'm always messing up. I'm missing, I'm blah, blah, blah. You need to get back and find out and spend some time with God and find out that you are God's handiwork Amen. in Christ. I look a whole lot better in Him than out of Him. To do good works. Why has God saved you? One of the reasons is what? The church is to do good works. To do good works. Wow. Which God prepared in advance for us to do. God's got things for you to do. You know why you're bored? Because you haven't found out what God has for you to do. And you're not busy doing them. No wonder you're bored. You've got too much time on your hands. Hello? Well, I'm, Pastor, I'm working 80 hours a week. Well, we'll pray with you and believe God to provide you a job so you only have to work half that time. Then think how much time you'd have for God. Think how much time you'd have for prayer. Think how much time you'd have for the good works that God's called you to do. Amen? I think, I really do. You know, I read one time, I forget who said it, that, you know, that busyness is of the devil. And somebody else says, no, busyness is the devil. And boy, in our generation, we have never been busier, have we? I talk to people that retired, and people retired tell me, you know what? I'm busier now. now why? I thought, oh, well, great. What's the purpose of retiring? I'm just going to keep on going for God. I mean, if that's the way it is, I mean, that's kind of, you know, if you were looking to your golden years to take it easy and you hear that, you think, well. But it's, it's, our, it's our culture. It's our generation. It, we're so busy. There's so much busyness. And really, I'll be honest with you, if we looked at a lot of it, a lot of it, that's all it is, is busyness. It ain't really, it's not really doing anything. It's not accomplishing anything. We're just busy. Somebody tells us we ought to do this, and so we get busy doing it. This is expected of us, and so we get busy doing it. I would rather purposely do what God had called us to do as He called me to do it, instead of doing all this other busy stuff, trying to, you know, salve my conscience or whatever people tell me that I have to do. Amen. A lot of that goes on in the church, too, unfortunately, doesn't it? But to get down to the good works that God's called me to do so that what? what? I, God can be revealed through the good works, through what I'm doing, that God will be in it. Amen. I don't want to do something just because, you know, it's expected. Or because, you know, uh, this group over here is doing this, so we're going to do that. Man, the church is, man, we're rife with that. Especially if a church is is a large church and they're perceived to be successful. Man, you need to be doing everything they're doing. Yeah, but what if God didn't call me to do everything they're doing? Good works, you know. You say, well, what are they? That's for you to find out. That's the whole purpose of spending time with God. They that wait on the Lord. <laughs> you'll renew your strength. I'm just so tired. Well, you're giving yourself away. You know, I've heard people that, you know, haven't been here in Passion Church in a year. You talk to them and they're burnt out. What do you burn out from? Here's the thing. You know, burnout's real, and so we don't make light of that. I'm not making light of that. But, you know, a lot of times the burnout is because either we don't have some understanding about some things, so we take more on our plate than we should, and that's easy to do. So burnout's real. I'm not making light of that. But at the same time, here's what I found out. If what I do is not done in the, the power of the Spirit and in the grace of God, that can burn me out too. And so if I was feeling burnout, the first thing I would look at is all the stuff I'm doing. And I'd get along with God, and I'd start making me a checklist, not of what to do, of what to take off the list. Amen. Well, that can go, and that can go, and that can go. Come on. <laughs> All right. Finally, we're to be a reproducing church. We're talking about a triumphant church. We'll be, we, we're called to reach people. That, that's number one. 
we want to, we're going to talk about discipling them and all that. But we're to reach people. Let me read you what Jesus said. The great commission, not the great suggestion. Always gets quiet. <clears throat> Jesus was there with his 12. He said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of the nations, of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. This is our commission, Passion Church. This is what we will give an account for before the Lord. Amen? Not for your salvation, but for what you did with your salvation. Did we take it and just say, you know what? Man, I'll tell you, I'm just going to get all the blessings of God I can, but I'm going to go over here and get blessed, and I'm going to listen to that one and get blessed, and I'm going to get this teaching and get blessed, and I'm going to get in that prayer line and get blessed, and I'm just getting blessed, 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 blessed. Is that what it's about? Well, God wants to bless you, sure. But you know what? You need to take some of those blessings and start, you know, giving them away. Give to, give to those who have none. Amen? You know, I shared with this, you know, in, in economics, there used to be something they call the law of diminishing returns. You know, and I've shared this with you before, you know. But, you know, you take, you take your favorite ice cream. Anybody in here besides me like ice cream? I mean, you like coconut ice cream. Well, I'll pray for you. Anyway, whatever your flavor is, whatever you enjoy, you, okay, you eat, you eat a, a nice dish of that. Oh, that was good. Then you go on and have another dish. By the time you get to that 25th dish, it don't taste nearly so good. It's not nearly so satisfying. That's the law of diminishing returns. And see, if all we ever do is take in, take in, take in, get the blessing, get the blessing, pretty soon you know what? Man, I tell you what, I wish Pastor Norris would get something new. Man, I wish the worship team would do this. I wish, you know, I'm, I, you know what, I'm, I think I'm going to go over there. Listen, next month, almost next week, I will be starting my 40th year of ministry. No, 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 don't clap. I didn't say that clap. What I'm saying is, is that, you know, I didn't just fall off the turnip truck. You know, and, and, and you see this pattern. It happens. It happens. And people want to go. And, you know, the amazing thing to me is, too, is, is people always go, you know, when you need them the most. See, everybody wants a turnkey operation. It is nice, isn't it? I remember when sitting in our, belt, our home we're in now, it's the first home we built. We bought owned homes, but we hadn't built one. We, we built a home. And, man, I can remember, man, you go in that thing, wow, you know that new smell. You know, you bought, that, that new smell, boy, it's good, isn't it? Ooh, man, not a scratch on the wall, not a scuff on the floor. Everything's just, oh, wow, hallelujah. It's great. But you know what? Not too many people want a fixer-upper. Because you go in a fixer-upper, you know, and I'm you know, you step up on the you step up on the porch and your foot goes through. <laughs> you go in there and there's cobwebs everywhere. Things are out of out of place. And you're like, wow, I don't know about this. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. You need to get it settled where God wants you to be. Get it settled. The good works. Where does God want you to be? Where does He want you to be? Amen. And he wants us to be a reproducing church, a church that is reaching out to those around us. Amen. Sharing about Jesus, sharing your testimony, praying for people where you can, helping them when you can, inviting them to church, doing all kinds of things that are the good works. You know what? And let's watch what the Holy Spirit will do. Amen. You know, the Bible says over there, we know this about, you know, when we give something to God, He said that, that, that as we sow our seed, that God will what? Multiply it. Isn't that right? Well, let me ask you something. What's a million times zero? I got a better idea. We're going to up it. What's a trillion times zero? Well, we just went from 
to a trillion. I mean, a trillion. I mean, God's in the trillion business. I mean, he's a big God. He's in the trillion business, Brother Bruce. He's in the trillion business. How about a quadrillion times zero? Man, what's the matter with y'all? God can do anything. Can he? You just told me God, God able to multiply by a quadrillion, but you said a quadrillion by zero is what? At least give him one. Amen. Give him one to work with. Amen. Reach out to somebody. Share Jesus with somebody. Pray for somebody that God puts on your heart. Give them a track. Invite them to church. Do something so that when God multiplies it, there's something to be multiplied. We're to make disciples. We know that. Amen. He just said that right there. And then uh, what I've just been talking about in Corinthians, he said we're co-laborers together with God. Co-laborers, co-laborers. You know, I've used this illustration before. You know, in my office at home, I got a small office at home, and and we got a big. I got a big desk and a small office. I don't know how that happened, but it did. I got this big roll top, solid oak. Man, you grab a hold of that thing's like trying to move a small car. It is heavy. You know, and I suppose I wanted to move that out of that small office through that small door. And I called a couple of you guys up. You know, can you come over on such and such a time of day and help me? Yeah, I'd be glad to, brother. You, you show up, and I've got, a, I've got a post-it note on the door. Hey, I'm down at the pool, and, uh, you know, I'll be back about 3, so try to get that moved over there before I get home. If you, I, I don't know what you do. I know what I do. I'd be getting right back in my car or my truck, and I'd be going to the house. I might add a note on there. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> but see, we want God to do it all. He said, but you're co-laborers. You know, and, and, and what, I, what they understood when I said, come over and help me, is that I was going to be there too. <laughs> Amen. And see, God, we just think, well, God, God's going to do it. He's going to fill up the house. He's going, man, he's going to bless Pastor Church. Gonna, but we got to give him some. We're co-laborers. What are we giving him? <clears throat> are we giving him any faith? Are we giving him any intercession? Are we giving? Are we witnessing? Are we inviting people? Are we doing anything that God can multiply? That God can lay hold together with us? Or are we just let the sticky note? God, I'm down at the pool. Fill up the church. Thank you. I got news for you. God's going to leave something on that note. <laughs> he's going he's to put a little reminder on that note, too. Isn't that right? You know, I know, I know, you know, it's humorous, but, you know, it's still a fact, isn't it? So let me ask you a couple of action points I got here. Things just for you to consider. Is God being revealed through you? You know, that's... That's something for all of us, myself included, need to ponder and be, be honest with ourselves. You know, uh, like what one brother said, he said, you know, he said, we judge other people by their actions and ourselves by our intentions. Well, yeah, God's, God, God's being revealed through me. That, that's my intention. And I know everybody in here, that's our intention. If I ask you, I already know you. That's exactly what you say. I want, you know, I want the world to see Jesus in me and through me. I, that's what I want to do. But here's the thing. That's our intentions, and that's good. That's a starting place. But we've got to take the next step. <clears throat> Faith without works is DOA. Secondly, remember this. You are a part of God's triumphant church. You're called to triumph, not because of everything that you have done, what he has done, but it's your response to what he has done that causes you to be a, a manifestation, if you will, or a revelation as a part of that triumphant church. Amen. Yeah, but I'm, I'm afraid I might be rejected. Let me just set your mind at ease. You probably will be sometimes, but you know what? 
more times than you might realize, people are going to be open. People are going to be hungry. People are going to respond. Amen? Because I'm telling you what, Jesus was rejected, but he was followed by a whole lot of people too. Amen? And instead of us worried about those that might reject us or ridicule us, let's think about those who are hungry and will receive it and will come into this place. Amen? And be added as a part of God's triumphant church. Would you bow your heads just for a moment? I want to pray. Father, we want to reveal the living God. You as the living God. Jesus as the the living, compassionate, and powerful Savior. Lord, we want to present just a a set of of, of theology and, and regulations and rules and customs and all those kind of things. God, we want to reveal a living, resurrected Jesus with authority and power, with compassion, but God, with the ability to do something with that compassion to save and forgive sins, to heal sick bodies, to to set troubled minds and lives free, oh God, to see your power and your glory. This is what we desire. This is what we desire. Hallelujah. Here's what I want us to do, just as an act of faith, right where you're at. I'm not going to ask you to come up or do anything, but if that's that's your genuine desire, would you just, just stand right at your seat? I'm going to pray again. And you're, you're not saying anything to me. This is, you're making a commitment to the Lord. You're not making a commitment to me. I'm not going to. No. We're following the Lord. I said, we're following the Lord. We're not following some man. We're following the Lord. You're not making any kind of commitment to me. So just get that out of your head right now. You're making a commitment to the Lord Jesus. Okay? So I want to make that clear. Okay, so it's to him that you will give an account, not to me. (laughs) Amen. Father, you see, all of us, Lord, I include myself, we're standing. Lord, we are your people. We're redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. We're called to be a part of the triumphant church. Now, Father, you take our loaves and fishes. We all have different amounts, but, Father, we all have some loaves and fishes, as it were, to offer to you. Take them. Bless them. Use us to feed the hungry, to set the captive free, and to declare the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ to those around us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We commit to you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Well, you can be seated just for a few more minutes. We're going to receive our offering now. And we're going to do it different today. We're going to pass the bucket. So, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's time. God's been speaking to me. It's time to get out of the ark. I'm ready. And can you imagine how, what the smell was in that ark after that length of time? Woo. I mean, get some fresh open air. You know, and the fresh air we need is the Holy Ghost air. Isn't that right? Amen. So I want to share with you real quickly. Hopefully everybody got an envelope. If you need an envelope, I'm sure the ushers will have one they can give you. 2 Corinthians 9, listen to this. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. You know, one of the ways that the church reveals God, too, is through our generosity. As we give to support the work of God and missions and things, you know what? We're revealing the generosity of God Himself, aren't we? I'm telling you, anybody in here God's been good to? We sang that song. Boy, I, I love that song, Miss Vicky. That was great. Boy, I tell you what, God's been good to me. God's been good to me. He's been good to you. I know He has. He's been good to you. And He says that... The, that our giving, our generous giving, reveals the generosity of God. Of course, we know about God multiplying it back, but I want to get down here. Notice what he says. He says, uh, he says Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for the food will also supply and increase your store of seed. You will be enriched in every way 
so that you can be generous on every occasion. God wants you to reach a place where you can be generous. If you're not there yet, He wants you to get there. Amen? And through us, your generosity will result into thanksgiving to God. Wow, you know what? Generosity reveals God. And you know what it triggers in the recipients? Thanksgiving to God. And so it really becomes, what? An act of generosity on our giving, but it also results in an act of worship and thanksgiving to those who receive it. So I want to thank you this morning. Father, as we prepare to give our offerings, I thank you for the faithfulness of your people here at Passion Church. They are generous givers. And Father, I pray that their generosity, Lord, because of your blessing, will abound more and more. I thank you, Lord, that all of us will come to the place where we can be generous on every occasion and every opportunity. Thank you, Father. Thank you now that you multiply the seed that is sown by your people and return it back to them, Father, full measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. The guys are going to pass the bucket now, and I want to thank you for your giving. Now, as you're taking up this offering, I want to share with you, we want to do uh, a, a special missions offering this morning. Of course, many of you have already, you know, you've committed to our, your faith uh, promise for missions. You're trusting God for, every, uh, for a certain amount every month that you're giving to missions. And I want to thank you for your faithfulness and your generosity. But we've got a special project here in uh, one of our partners, and you can go online and see this at mypassion.church, Sajed Anwar in Pakistan. Now, Pakistan has less than 1% Christian. I mean, they really need to be reached. And this brother is going out and planting uh, churches. He's uh, going out and evangelizing. He's ministering to the street children and to the feeding them, doing all kinds of things. But among other things, there is about 20 other village pastors that work with him. And every month, uh, Dr. Vickers has been on a Zoom meeting, has been uh, training them, meeting with them, and they meet right there in Sajed's house. And of course, when I say a house in Pakistan, you know, I'm not talking about a house like you got. I'm talking about small house, rustic house. Amen. And right next door, actually, he's got a half a house. They split the house down the middle. He's got half of it. Next door, there's another half that's come up for sale for $5,000. They've raised 4000 they need a thousand and so what we're asking between all three of our campuses is that each campus can give 250 we've already got 250 earmarked for it but if each campus can give and raise up 250 they can go ahead and buy that and so what that means is when they come together instead of all of them 20 people piling into their little bitty house you know when they have a, a, a training session or whatever they come there for for ministry that they'll have this house and not only that but it'll be used also for outreach ministries and children's ministries and different things going on so you can go on the website and see that so what we're going to ask you today whoever can if you cannot that's okay but whoever can and that's the reason we put the buckets up here and uh we want you to just you know whatever you can give we're believing god that we're going to raise $250 here, $250 in Alex City, and $250 in Horn Lake, and going to match the $250 that's already been given so that they can buy this property before someone else buys it, you know. Uh, so if you can do that, uh, we're going to ask you to do that. We're going to just give you opportunity. You just come up. It doesn't matter whether it's a dollar, $5, $10, whatever it is, whatever you, you, you can do. And again, if you can't do anything, don't worry about it. Okay, God's going to meet that need. He says, do not give under compulsion. Do not feel compelled. But if God deals with your heart, we're going to ask you to just, right now, you can just start coming up, put it in the buckets, and then when it's all, when we're through, we're going to pray over it. Then I'm going to let you go. Anybody that wants to. Thank you for your giving. Anybody online, if you're giving online with your credit card and all, you can also give in this. Just mark it missions. We'll know what it means, what it's going for, and it'll go for this. Thank you for your participation.
Hallelujah. Thank you. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. The people of Pakistan appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. You're so generous. So generous. Thank you. Hallelujah. We're good. Well, just stretch your hand up this way and agree with me. We're going to pray over this. God's going to use this from the other churches as well. They're going to be able to purchase it. Okay. Um. <laughs> well, we don't keep nobody from giving. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you. Amen. That's why I just dump it in there. I don't care. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Anywhere you want to put it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Never rush the offering, right? Hallelujah. Stretch your hand up here. We're just going to believe God. Father, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to sow into the nation of Pakistan. God, they need you so badly. They need the truth. They need the gospel. They need the power of the resurrected Jesus revealed in their nation. And I thank you for my brother Sajed and all those who labor with him, those pastors. God, that, Father, you're going to use this facility. You're going to use this building uh, to promote the kingdom, to promote the ministry and the training of these men. And, Father, for it to be a place, a safe place for them to come and to be trained. And, Father, it'll be a place for them to be refreshed. We just give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. Father, multiply it back to my brothers and sisters now, I pray in Jesus' name. Everyone said, Amen. Thomas, will y'all come and get these buckets, and then I'm going to dismiss everybody. Hallelujah. Thank you for your generosity. Isn't it good to be able to partner with God's people? You know, these, this will probably be people that you'll never meet until you get to heaven. But isn't it, isn't it going to be wonderful? You can stand up. I'm going to dismiss you in just a minute. Won't it be wonderful? You're, you're up there in heaven, and man, I mean, you know, I'm going to be rubbernecking. You know what I mean by that? I mean, it's going to be so much to see and people to meet. I think that's why we got eternity. It's going to take that long to see it all. <laughs> but think about all the people you'll meet. You know, there'll be people that'll come up to you from Pakistan and say, thank you, sir. You don't even know. Who. That's the first time you've met them. They'll come up to you from India. They'll come up to you from, from the river region. They come up, people that you've never met. Boy, I'm going to tell you, boy. I don't know if there's going to be any buttons on those robes we got, but boy, I tell you, you're about ready to bust one off if you got it. Boy, won't you think, man, that $20 I gave, what is it now? That $100 I gave, what does it matter now? Boy, look at this. Somebody redeemed for eternity. The glories of God. You can walk around, hold your head up with the rest of the saints. Man, I tell you what. I obeyed God. I did my part. I gave him my fishes and loaves. Amen. What a wonderful thing it will be. Listen, Passion Church, God is preparing to do something spectacular in this, this decade. We can be a part of it, or it can pass us over. I believe we can, we'll be a part of it. I do, with all my heart. And I'm going to be sharing next month some things I believe that God's speaking to me about the roaring 20s and we're going to talk about the roar of the Lion of Judah, what that means and what God's saying. And you know, uh, we can be like the sons of Issachar who understood the seasons and the times and knew what Israel should do. We can be that part of that people. We can be a part of that, 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 that crowd, so to speak. Amen. That God can use to reach our region. Father, thank you for your people precious people devoted to you committed to you I'm so grateful for them I'm so thankful for them I bless them father I bless them 
I bless them in the name of Jesus. I declare, Lord, that they are the head and not the tail, that they are above only and not beneath. Father, that whatever they put their hands to, it prospers. I thank you, Lord. Favor is upon them. I thank you. Open doors is before them. I thank you, Lord. Promotion is theirs. Favor is upon them. Surely your goodness and mercy follows them all the days of their life. Hallelujah. They are anointed by you to share the good news. They're going forth in the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, I thank you, Lord. I stir up something in them. I stir up something in them. I stir up something in them by the blessing of the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. And all God's people said, amen. God bless you. Thank you again. Have a great week in God. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's Word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.